Hey everyone, and welcome to the Vince Sanders Complete Fitness Podcast. These podcasts are all designed to help us understand each other a little better, come together as a community, and just spread a little bit more of the love. Um, in these episodes, we have various guests talking about different subjects that some of you may know about, some of you may not, but hopefully you all leave with a better understanding of them. Uh, if you enjoy them, please pass them on to your friends, and I look forward to any comments you'd like to leave. So let's get into today's episode. Hey everybody and welcome to the latest VS Complete Fitness podcast. It has been a little while and I can only apologise for that. It's been a bit of a mad time with lots of competitions and I went on a break on a holiday and it was actually just finding some things to talk to you about that were more, probably a bit prevalent than just my day to day really. So going to recap over the competitions, the, the, the processes, the mindset, because some of you may have just wondered what it's like. Some of you may think about competing, but you're, you're not sure how it goes. You may be apprehensive about it. And we're going to cover that and a few of the things that I've been talking to clients about recently. So competitions, how do they work? What, what's the deal? What, what were we even doing? Okay, so we were doing powerlifting, which is based around the three out of the four big lifts. So um, traditionally, they will say these are the big three. I think there are four big lifts because um, overhead press is a big lift. Don't get that in powerlifting. So it is only squat, bench, and deadlifting in that order. You can do various things. Also, you can do full power, which is all three. You can do bench only. You can do deadlift only. And you can do push-pull, which is bench, deadlift. Uh, for people who have done like squatting, essentially, or you know are unable to. We... As you will know, with Karen, first client that did it, uh, on the, the beginning of the competition, because it was spread out over a week, she was supposed to be full power. She qualified in full power, which meant she did squat, bench, and deadlift. But then we had the, what we believe to be onset of arthritis in the knee, which basically made squatting impossible. It was a hard slog. We got through the qualifier, but it was not safe to continue. There was no way we were going to um, continue with that. And, and, and push injury is just a non-option. It was, you know, no matter what the goal was, that's never a cost we're willing to take. So we've been training and bench only. Obviously, Sam did full power. It was his first um, national competition. And we did the qualifier six weeks before the Brits. And we were at the British National, so the National um, Championships. And, you know, all the training leads up to this point. You can then move on to European Championships. You can then move on to... <coughs> excuse me. Um... World Championships, if you wish. But essentially, from for a, a local level, you do your qualifier and you do the Brits. Anything after that is kind of on you. I mean, it's all on you. I've never pushed any client to do competing. I just get them ready if that's what they want to do. So that is essentially what it was, what we, we know we were doing it for. They've said they want to compete. We compete in the British Powerlifting Union or the Amateur British Powerlifting Union, depending on what you want. So Karen did amateurs and... Um, Sam did the pros because he's you know wanted to go in to do that and that's fine so yeah it's it's an interesting one because to to put the term competitive before anything is quite a daunting thing especially I mean if, if you're doing it you know to you mean playing sports competitive you, you know, to play sport competitively is is to win, and then that comes with a degree of 
responsibility and stress to yourself and if it's a team sport to the rest of the team like I play hockey competitively not professionally because professionally means to be paid for it in um in, in powerlifting nobody really gets paid to powerlift but you can do the amateur division or the pro division which means like you you try you go up against the big guys and stuff you know it's it's open season you know they get some absolute juggernauts in there the the amateur divisions are generally more regulated so the pro is a bit different but you know it's you know to to, to join a team is a big thing there's a lot of responsibility on a team like i as i say i play hockey competitively am i very good at it no uh, i'm trying to get better at it but essentially i, I play to win um me not being an overly competitive person, that can become tricky. But when it, you know, from a team perspective, I'm trying to do the best for the team. So it counteracts my lack of competitive nature. I have no desire to compete in powerlifting. I'm not that person because if it gets hard or I injure myself or I'm having a bad day, I'll, I can just sack it off. I'm just not for it. But because of that, from a coaching perspective, it gives me a very unique perspective that I don't have. I'm never worried about my own training. I'm always focused on my clients' training, which is, as a coach, you should be. But, you know, a lot of powerlifting coaches are powerlifting themselves, and they have things that they have to do for themselves. They have to continue their own training. They do get injured. They have other things going on, and that is just the nature of the beast. Anything, we're all still human beings. So to to put yourself in a position where you turn around and say, look, I want to do this in a competition. I'm not just trying to see how strong I can get in the gym. I'm not just trying, I'm not just enjoying the process, and this is how I like training. To actually turn around and go, you know what? I actually want to compete. I want to be judged. I want to go up against other people. Is a it's a good it's a bold step, and it's a brave step. Um, I think, and, and this is why when you turn around and say you're going to do it competitively, people get a bit oh what 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 actually actually go and compete? Are you, are you sure? Because it's a ballsy move. It really is a ballsy move to turn around and go. You know what? I'm going to bear my soul on the platform. I'm going to pick something up and put it down and really hope that you guys like how I did it because that is essentially what powerlifting is. You you say that you're going to you say that you're able to pick up a certain amount of weight. I did loading and that um, throughout the week. You I load up the bar and you come out there and go, "Right, better prove to you that I can do it." And you have three judges, two on the side and a center judge uh, making so they're making sure that you you do the lift correctly and they give you a white light or a red light. And if you get a red light, it means they weren't happy with it. And that's the nature of it. You you can get called up even if you think you've got it and the judges don't. You have to accept it and move on. Is it always easy to do? No. Does it get in your head? Yes. There's a big psychological element to anything competitive because you are essentially, especially from a, if you play team sports, it's a little bit different because you are as only as accountable as the team, right? If you're the star player on the team, great, but you still need to be working as a team player the the team still has to utilize your skill set so you know there is a if you didn't score a goal because nobody passed to you okay fine that that's that's a reasonable excuse if you don't make a lift that's because you didn't make the lift there could be an element of coaching into it but if you've got a coach that has decided with you more importantly discussed with you where you feel comfortable opening and lifting based on the numbers in the gym if you don't make the lift that's 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 on you at that moment and that's hard because if you've gone there and you think you've managed it and you think it's fine and you may have made that lift a hundred times and somebody says on the day sorry bud don't like it that is that is a big up here and that that's what gets in people's heads numbers start freaking people out on competition day and you see people bomb 
And the thing is, the cool thing about powerlifting, though, in, especially in the, the, the ABPU and the BPU, which are run by Emma and Callie, they're the wonderful people. If you're ever interested in doing it, please hit me up and I will more than happy pass you on to them. No, everybody, nobody's, nobody wants to bomb and, and miss a lift, but people do. But the thing is, everybody's gutted that you did. Nobody's happy that you bombed out, even if you're going up against someone. As much as if they make their lift, it may put you in a worse position. You still want them to make it because you understand exactly how hard it is to go out and do that. To put your kind of money where your mouth is in the, in the most literal way and go, I can lift that up. And everyone goes, all right, prove it. And you go, shit, all right, yeah, let's go do that. And it either does or it doesn't. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that come with it. Now, the interesting thing is, is for the most part, the people that I have trained for powerlifting are doing it outside of the realms of doing it for glory. Now, some powerlifters do it because they want the medal. They want the title. They want the fame, the acclamation, the glory, their name down on the record sheet. Now, I personally am not worried about that. And for the most part, neither are my clients. If they get a medal, if they get the point where they want to bring home some silverware, that's absolutely fine. And I can get them to that. But for the most part, we're doing it to... to to kind of prove or build something sort of more in more in the heart and the head. You know, you may have a fear of judgment. You may have a feeling that you've always been too weak to stand up for yourself, too, too weak to take criticism and accept it. It always gets to you. It makes you feel, you know, it makes you feel awful when someone says you can't do something. So to go out there and, and you really go up against three people that have no clue what your backstory is. They don't care that you may have injured yourself. They don't care... That you haven't been in lock, you've been in lockdown. They all they say, well, you turned up, so show us what you got. We're not going to go easy on you, and you know that, and you want someone to not go easy on you. But to actually go and face that as an actual thing, let's get some light on, as an actual thing, is is pretty fucking terrifying. To be fair, and a few of my clients have really thought about backing out, and I'm like. No, and I won't let you, not because it makes me look silly, because you can pull out all you want. I'm, you know, I'm, as much as I'm a powerlifting coach, I don't, that's not my main job. I'm good at it, and I've now got a couple of record holders under my belt. I've got some guys pulling out huge lifts and PBing all over the place, and that's fine. That's just down to programming, whatever. But, you know, if if you ever powerlifted again, it wouldn't bother me. But what I won't have is you back out because you've realized that you're actually going to have to face what you need to face. The powerlifting journey for me with my clients is as much about mental health as anything else. So if you get to that platform and you freak and go, I can't do it, it's like, yes, you can, because you've got here now. You're here now. There's no point bailing out now because you're here. To bail out now would be a bigger travesty than if you went out there and you missed. You go out there and you accept your lumps, you take your fate, you move away from it, you will take something far greater away from that. And that's the experience that everyone who I've taken to powerlifting competitions has had. They've gone out there, they bear their soul, they've proved something to themselves more so than having someone... It's not about the acknowledgement that you've picked that up and put it down and everyone's been happy with it. It's the fact that you've gone out there willing to have it not go well and still go out and do it and still be prepared to do it again if you fluff it. It's a very powerful thing to walk away from that and, and have that. So, you know, the the run-up to a competition, as much as that psychological element's in, thinking, oh, God, what have I put myself into? Should I pull out? Should I not? And everybody deliberates in and out. Should I defer? Am I strong enough? Am I this? Am I that? 
depending on the time scale, that's that's my problem anyway, right? So if you turn around and say, you know, I've had it before, one of my lovely clients turned around and told me, you know, having never really deadlifted anything before, she's like, I got four week, four months to get ready and and pull pretty much double my body weight, and I was like, okay, cheers for that, um, but yeah, we'll get it done, and she did it, she did it. Sometimes it's not possible. I'll only ever be honest with people and say, look, I think maybe you want to wait a little bit further down the line because that's a very tiny margin. I don't think we'll get there, but we'll try our hardest. But at the end of the day, it's up to you when you want to do it. But the other part you have to think about is this, and this is the, this is the thing with competitive weightlifting more so rather than sport. Injury happens in sport anyway. When it comes to competitive sport... I'm not going to touch on bodybuilding so much on this one because I, I know people that have done it and there's a whole host of psychological issues with it. But we'll go from a from the ones that I know having done strength style training to potentially compete. You are hurting all the time. You really are. You know, you, you're putting huge amounts of stress on the body, neurological and physical. You will feel like crap a lot of the time. And you're going to question whether it's worth it or not. Now, I can't answer that for you. Absolutely not. What I can turn around and say is like, look, yeah, this this sucks. Welcome to this. And I can program and try and help you with your recovery. But you have to get used to feeling pretty beaten up a lot of the time. And that can really demoralize you because the things, the other things that you could normally do, you can't anymore because you're too bloody tired. And... Injuries happen. Injuries occur. You have to be very careful when you do things, you know, or as I say, listen to your bloody coach when they say, don't do that. Give yourself more time to rest, which eventually everybody learns the hard way because we all had to learn the hard way. We all thought we can do two or three days a week in powerlifting training or strongman training like I thought I could and then you end up duffing your shoulder or you end up burnt out and your body doesn't work for three days. But that up here test your metal a bit because all of a sudden you realize it's not easy and everybody every, no everybody thinks it's going to be hard nobody realizes it's as hard as it's going to be until they do it because you physically can't because this type of stimulus this neurological stimulus is so foreign to most people's training metabolic stimulus like through hit training you know you know across you know, doing even when i was doing optical course runs and stuff it is exactly more that it is High intensity training, it's, you know, like the CrossFit-esque style stuff, it's all like different body parts and things. But when you are absolutely smashing the life out of your neurological system because you've got to get stronger, that's going to make you real question a few choices that you've made. It really will. And because you're putting a lot of stress on your body, I'm going to give you a scenario that I had with Sam. Um, and we were actually discussing it today when I saw him in the gym. He was going through a lot of stress both, sort of a mental and emotional, I suppose, is the best way. He works in the NHS, so the mental stress of working in the NHS is a huge one anyway, and emotional stress with those other things going on. And he he missed a squat that he would make normally any day of the week, okay? This this wasn't numbers that he hadn't hit. They were very easy reps. He, you know, he rested, and he bombed out. And I said to him, like, how are you feeling? He goes, oh, you know, his head was all over the place. I said, you've got to back off. We've got to back off. You've got to stop. Well, I took him off training for a week, just off plan. You're not doing anything. You're going to go sit down, have a beer and recover. You need some downtime. And I can only control certain amounts of the stress in your life. And I know I control this, so we take it away. That is harder to hear sometimes than, ah, oh, come on, suck it up, get another rep done. Because you want to get another rep done. You're annoyed that you missed a rep you normally do. But to have somebody turn around and say, 
you do that again, you're going to hurt yourself and then you really won't be training. You've got to take a week off and, you know, I I will be, you know, there will be ramifications if you don't. It can mess with your head. You, you doubt yourself. Am I, am I strong enough? Am I going to lose strength in a week off? Like, you won't. But, you know, you, you know that, but your head's still telling you, oh, God, I'm, I've got to come off plan because I'm not managing anymore. It's not to do that. It's just the stress gets too much. And that is the nature of the beast. Training for... Competitive lifting has to be done sensibly because the risk of injury is so high, is so unbelievably high that you know it's it's almost reckless to not. You you can do hit training every day as long as you eat and you and you rest well and you get some sleep. You're generally fine. Because, yeah, you'll push yourself. Your body gets better at endurance stuff and it's fine. Having done endurance events and stuff myself, it used to be my preferred form of training. You can kind of push it every day. Yeah, you're knackered, you need a good night's sleep, but you get a good night's sleep, you wake up, you do it again. When you're doing solely neurological drive training in heavy lifting, excuse me, um, you, you, you don't. You, you don't have that option. You don't have that option to just cane your body into the ground and expect it to recover. It really doesn't work like that. So, you know, there's a lot of psychological care that has to be done and a lot of, you know, really sensible training and you have to be really up on your game. Um, somebody I've mentioned before, if you want to look her up, Sophie from Platts and PBs, whose lifters are just cleaning up right now. They're doing so well. They're a great bunch of guys and girls. I, I, I love them all to bits. But even she's the same. She she will pull guys' weights right back if all of a sudden they look like they're burning out because you have to. That's that's how you do this game. You don't just keep pushing harder. And everyone, if any, if you are looking at strength training and you are finding you're burning out more, you're missing lifts, you're not recovering, stress levels are getting too high, and someone's telling you to just keep going. No, 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 no. We, we you need to you. There's only so much stress from various places the body can handle, and sometimes the one you have to remove is physical stress. So then we come to competition day and this is this is can be it can be kind of wild it can be kind of wild now i'm very lucky in that none of my guys and i've only known of one person unfortunately she's a friend of mine who got a bit of shit on the day but generally in the bpu there is no crap everybody's quite supportive you know we all help each other out etc but it's a wild day a lot of big guys and girls lots of big weights being lifted lots of roaring lots of shouting it's a bit of an emotional overload you, you know your lifters are absolutely like shattered at the end of it but it's quite overwhelming sometimes to turn up and go, God, is this who I'm up against? Seeing some of these numbers going up. But if we, we, you know, the main thing is, as I said, we're not going in here with the sole purpose of winning. Yes, okay, it's nice to win. Yes, okay, it's good to come first. But ideally, it's more about going up there and proving something to yourself, beating your last meet, you know, your last comp record, beating your last PB beating that demon in your head that said you shouldn't be here and shouldn't be doing it. And that is a big one. And so it starts with weighing. So the first part of any competition is the day before or you, or sometimes even the morning of, but usually we do day before. You weigh in because your weight category and age determine how much you should be lifting. And a lot of people will sit there just on the cusp of the higher weight category to get as strong as possible. Then they try and drop underneath to get into the one they want to compete in. It happens all the time. It happened with Sam. You know, we had a guy, he he was weighed at 127 kilos, Sam did, and the guy he was up against was 139.75. Like he was just under. So, you know, sometimes it happens. And you then, you because the thing is, you'll know this beforehand, you work on your total, you aim to hit that total, if not beat it, obviously, 
because the totals at competitions are based on the last person's total who won it. So you know where you've got to go for. Qualifiers are a bit different. Qualifiers, you have to get within a percentage of the last year's totals so that you know, you're not just going and qualifying on a really low number that you're never going to match up to. Otherwise, it's not fair. Um, some people do go in. Some people do go into qualifiers knowing they can't meet the total. They just want experience. And that is also perfect. That's absolutely fine. You just say, look, you're nowhere near comp numbers, but let's get you on a platform and get you some experience because everybody's going to be happy with you doing it. So you've weighed in. You've made your weight or you haven't. Happens either way. You can see guys running up and down staircases, trying to sweat out a little bit more of X, Y, Z. And... It's quite funny because they're like they're just on the cover, like stripping down literally to naked just to make weight because you take your clothes off. It's what your body weight is. So if you want to take your clothes off to get lower body weight, you do it. It's fine. Um, but that's what we had to do with Karen to get her under her weight category because Emma was like, no, you're just on the cusp. We can get you in a, in a weight category underneath. Cool. So you've done your way in. You've got the results you did or you didn't want. Sometimes you have to suck it up and go into the higher category, which means you usually have a higher total. So you have to work a bit harder. It is what it is. After that usually comes the refuel, or more importantly, maybe not a refuel, but you're definitely not watching what you're eating anymore if you're on the cusp of a weight class. we I tend to go out, we go out for dinner, we grab some food, we chat, we try and relax, I try and get them laughing and joking, we go over the plan for the day, and then we just chill out. That's it. We're not worried about stuff, there's no point, you can't change anything now where you are where you are. Then comes comp day. You turn up. Everybody's buzzing around. You get your warm-up done. Now, people are self, very much self-absorbed when it comes to the warm because you have to be. You do have to be. That's the nature of the beast. You're in a competition. You need to warm up. So you'll try and do your best to make sure you warm up. It was a bit of a hustle and bustle. I did have to step in because I know from turning up enough times. I know some of the lifters, I know some of the help of the loaders and stuff. And we did with like one guy was trying to dictate how it works. And I was like, no, sorry, no, because my guy needs to do his lift. So tough, you have to step out. I don't care what you think is logical. It's not happening. So we did it. You do your warm up. You then do your first flight. Well, you'll have your flight, depending on how many lifters turn up, depends on what flight you're in. You then go in, you do your lift. You start with an opener, um, which we tend to do the case of your opener is a lift that you know you can make. To prove to the judges that you can lift, essentially. You know what you're doing. You're safe. They don't have to worry about you too much. Puts the spotters at ease. Do your lift. You rack up. You check your lights. If it's a good lift, you can then choose. You, you go up a weight. The ruling is, is that if you miss a lift, you either keep the weight the same or you go up. You can't go down because you can't go lower than your opener or, your, you know, or, you know, or the last lift. So... A lot of the time, you know, if you've got the lift, you decide what you want to jump up at. And that will be predetermined between myself and the lifter. Um, if they feel like they want to do more or less, that's they have full autonomy on the day. It's their body. They know how that last rep felt. I, I can't dictate from that point. I can't make you any stronger at this point anyway. So you decide what you want to do. I'll go write it down and, we, and we, we will get ready for that lift. You do your second lift. If it goes well, you do your third lift. And after that, that's it. You're done. At Worlds... Um, you do get the opportunity to do a fourth lift if you want to try and break a record. If you've done your three lifts, if you made your, your three lifts, you get a chance at a fourth, is the way it is. Um, and you you do that first flight, and then you do your next lift. If you're doing full power, you've got to do that three times, and it is absolutely exhausting, and you do see people really start bombing out when they finish, because like, squats is the first lift, and squats actually rips it out of you anyway. So you've done that three times, gotten heavier and heavier and heavier. Then you've got bench. 
Again, it, it takes a lot out of you. Then you've got to come to deadlifts. And the reason deadlifts are last, if everybody ever wonders, is because there's only a concentric phase to the lift. There is no two parts to it. With a squat and a bench, there is a eccentric phase where you have to lower the bar down to the bottom position and then concentric phase where you come back up. With a deadlift, it's a one-part movement. You just pull the bar up and then let it come down under control. That's why they put it last. It requires less, quote-unquote, less effort. And you've got to keep going. So, I mean, it's all Lucozades and Harry Bows and caffeine and powders and potions to keep your energy levels up and stop you from tanking on your energy levels because, trust me, your blood sugar falls out your backside once you've done a maximal lift, especially if you hit a PB on, on the platform. And then the after part of it, once you've done your comp day, you've got your medals, you've done your clapping, you go home. There's another part to it. And then this is the other. We've, we've, I've covered this in another podcast, actually, which was coming out of sport when you can't play anymore, depending on the determining on how you come out. And you do get post-comp blues. Kind of like post-holiday blues. It's almost exactly the same thing. You've done it now. You've got, you, the euphoria is over. And it doesn't hit you the day after the comp because you're still buzzing. It will hit you maybe a week later when you've had your deload week off. Diet's not a problem for that week, unless you've got a comp coming up relatively rapidly. You know, you get you you, you earn the week off, you know, and then all of a sudden it's back to the routine again. And if you're going to do another comp, it's like right, let's start a new training cycle. If you're not doing a comp anymore, it's like right, what's the next goal? And it can really mess with your head a bit. You can get really down because you think all of that build up for that one moment, and it's gone. And you've got to do it all over again, or you have to decide what the hell you're going to do next. And that's a real thing as well. You do have to be very aware that there is a come down after a competition. And, you know, I'm, I'm coaching a few people through that, and I have done beforehand. It's like, look, this is normal. This is okay. It's okay to think, like, shit, what, what do I do now? What is there? It's like, maybe, maybe there isn't anything for a little bit. It's okay to not have anything going on. But it is something that has to be considered as well, because that's the trouble sometimes you get stuck glory chasing then because it felt so good to do it that you start getting a bit silly with things. And so you have to understand like, what are you actually chasing? Are you chasing a feeling or do you want to do better? Do you feel like there was more in the tank? Do you want to improve? Or are you just like kind of upset that there's no more attention on you and spotlight because it will fare off. And, And everybody loves attention. Everybody does. As much as we say that we don't, and it may make us feel awkward. It may make us feel uncomfortable. But we do enjoy it. We really do enjoy it. So you got it's a nice stroke to the ego. Whether you have one or not, you're still going to get it. And it's still kind of like, mm, yeah, that's gone now. What do I do? So it is something to um, be considered. And, and the other thing that's like, you know, I've been speaking to a lot of uh, clients about this um, recently is that your efforts and actions will inspire other people to want to do the same. And that is also a weird thing. Uh, even during... During prep, comp day, afterwards, people turn around saying, oh my God, I really want to do what you've done. Like, you've really inspired me to go give. So, like, I saw how, how how happy you looked when you made that lift, how confident you walked out onto that platform. I want some of that. And of course you do. Everybody wants to feel powerful and strong and feel like they can take on three judges and prove them then that they can do it. But you as the person who inspires them has to deal with that as well it feels like you've been given a huge responsibility oh god this person wants to lift because of me what do, do i should tell this like no just refer them to the coach all you have to do 
is refer to the coach. Because you weren't coaching yourself. You had somebody in your corner. You don't have to be in somebody else's corner. Just say, look, if you want to do it, here's my coach. Talk to him about what we did. Because you, you won't really know because you were being dictated to by me. So if, if you've ever done a competition or anything else like that and someone starts talking to you about how much you've inspired them and you want to do it, take the praise. Be you know be really happy that you've inspired somebody because that's yours. That's on you. You inspired somebody. But don't worry or feel obliged to then take on the responsibility of that person who now wants to do it. Like That's what we have coaches for. That's exactly what we're here for. We are prepared for more people to come through the door and be like, oh, I saw what you did with such and such. I'd really like to do that. Okay, great. It's fine. Let's talk about a training plan for you that's going to work. It is not up to you, the lifter, to then go, oh God, I've now got to try and inspire and you know, be responsible for this person. Because that's how you feel. As as you may know, you don't have to do that. You still feel like responsible for this person because you were the one that inspired them. But it's like, you know, it's not all you. Like, you did the action that inspired them, but then you don't have to take it any further than that. So just, you know, be careful with that. So that is the recap of comp week. Um, I went on holiday after that. It was quite nice to get away, reset a bit, get some ideas about what to talk to you guys about and things like that. We've obviously got um, the Wonder Woman Challenge is coming back as well. That's going to be cool. Uh, we're going to turn that into a bit more of an educational platform as well. We've revamped it a bit. So we're going to bring that out again. The Architect Program is always up and running. If you want to learn more about your own mental health and how to deal with it, please check that out as it is a great resource for you guys to use for as long as you wish and it will never be updating and improving. We've got enough stock videos in there right now that I've made to keep you going for a while, but more and more will be added on there anyway. And yeah, if you always have any questions, if you're inspired by what you saw with the powerlifters, if you if you want to follow more of um, Karen and Sam's journey, you want to have one of those journeys yourself. Lauren, another one is going to be coming up soon for Euros. Like we've got plenty of people of all shapes and sizes doing this. And if you want to learn more, please do reach out. I'll be more than happy to you know just talk you through it and see if it's something that you want to do but it's lovely to be talking to you again guys um as always thank you so much for your support and ongoing to both clients and non-clients it just means a lot that you want to listen and talk and i'm always in the gym between six and twelve every day so do come and see me it's been lovely to talk guys speak soon bye bye And that's the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, good or bad, we'd love to hear from you because it always helps us improve or to keep doing what you enjoy hearing. We will be back soon with another episode, so stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe so you know where it is, and we'll speak to you all soon. Bye.